Yo, 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 everybody, what's good? It's your girl, Karima, the one and the only, and welcome to Immersed in the Sound, where we get lost in the music. Today's episode, we are going to dive into the world of sampling. Shout out to Ramel London, who gave me the perfect definition for what a sample is when I got to interview her. She said, a sample is when someone uses a part of a song in a new creation, which perfectly describes what a sample is. She also said that she's heard a lot of samples, but the one that sticks out most to her is when Drake created one dance using the song Do You Mind by British singer Kylo. Now, I don't know if y'all knew that one dance was a sample, but now you do. I know we all love a sample, therefore I want to share a few of my favourite samples with you. Today, for the first episode, I am joined by a very special guest, my cousin Taylor. Hi! So, in today's episode, we're going to dive into the world of sampling. Okay, so the first one is DJ Khaled's Do You Mind featuring Nikki August, Chris, Future and Ricky Rosé. This song samples Usher's Lovers in France. And the craziest thing is, even though Do You Mind is one of my favourite songs, I didn't realise it was sampled by Lovers and Friends until last year. I guess I've now educated you guys to have educated myself. And that's what Immersed in the Sound is all about. The only reason I found this out was because I saw a video of August performing Lovers and Friends and then transitioning into Do You Mind. Now, before we dive deeper into more of my favourite samples, I just wanted to say that I believe that there is an art to sampling and I think Do You Mind is a phenomenal example of this. I believe that Do You Mind shows how a song can be sampled but also sound completely different to its sample and therefore it lives on and has its own story and doesn't live in the shadow of the original. Chris Brown has a few sample songs that I love, but I think the one that people know the most is She Ain't You. That song samples his idol and king of pop Michael Jackson's Human Nature. The female R&B group SWV sampled Human Nature and created Right There. Personally, I love both songs and that's why I mentioned them both. I also found out that allegedly Michael Jackson gave SWV the sample because he was friends with them and he obviously owns his own publishing. Now, I know that's something every artist wish they could have control of, but obviously obtaining a sample from an artist who owns their own publishing would cost a lot of coins, child, especially when that artist was Michael Jackson. So that was very nice that he decided to give it to them. Fun fact, and in case you didn't know, you can actually hear and see Michael Jackson singing the harmonies in the video ever so effortlessly. I know the whole world went crazy when DJ Khaled released Wild Thoughts featuring Rihanna and Bryson Taylor. Personally, I believe that the year Wild Thoughts came out was a great year for music. But that's my opinion, and you guys might think otherwise. That song really had us in a chokehold. Like from the minute that instrumental started, you just catch a vibe and start singing, Wow, 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 thoughts. When I'm with you, all I get is wild thoughts. I really liked how DJ Khaled decided to speed up the tempo of that song because the original version of the song was Maria Maria by Santana was a lot slower and had more of a Mexican feel to it, which would have made sense because the main guitarist was of Mexican descent. Now, if you follow me on the gram, you will know that I like this artist. And no, we're not talking about that artist that you guys think I'm going to say. Anyway, before I introduce this artist, I just wanted to give a shout out to my mom for raising me on that good old school music because that music still hits today. Anyway, the artist is miss mjb the one the only miss mary j Blige. okay so while i was doing some research for this episode i found out that her song everything which artist be love sampled originally belonged to the stylistics now i don't know the demographic of this podcast but i think i've heard of that group and even if you haven't now you have anyway when i played that song to check whether it was a sample 
I then thought it sounded very similar to Latoya's Lockett's Torn. You Are Everything by The Stylistics has been sampled many times like a lot of other songs. That actually sheds light on a conversation I want to have. But that's a conversation for another day. MJB is friends with the king of sampling and his son created a song called Love You Better featuring Chris Brown. King Combs' Love You Better samples Cases Touch featuring Foxy Brown and MJB. This sampling conversation interests me so much and I feel like I'm trying to mention everybody, but that's humanly impossible. I'm about to mention some some UK samples because I'm British, but before I do that, I want to mention my fave from The Icy Princess. And I mean, this isn't her early sampled song, but this is my favourite. In 2019, Sweetie had us all singing Rich Nigga 8 Figure, That's My Type. Now, in case y'all didn't know, my type was taken from Petty Pablo's Freak Leak. I was going to start singing them lyrics, but child, those lyrics are wild. Talking about she got an earring in her tongue and she know what to do with it. And trust me, gets wild the deeper you get into this song. Anyway, child, since I hail from the UK, I feel like I'm obliged to mention a UK sample. The UK doesn't sample a lot, which is another conversation we will get into. But I currently have three in mind. And as much as I want to mention all three of them, I'm going to mention Digger D's Pump 101. And that's simply because I like his flow and his wordplay on the track. I also like how Still Brickin added flavor to the track with his different sound. Pump 101 samples G's unit Stunt 101. I feel like I've immersed you guys into a small chunk of the sampling world, but there is way more to come and stay tuned and make sure you subscribe. Also follow the socials at Immersed in the Sound on Insta and TikTok. Before we end this part of this segment and jump into the next, I just feel like I have to mention this artist and not only because she is the artist I'm covering and artist of the week, but also because she is queen, which is why I bought my cousin because she chow is a major bob. I hope you guys have clocked onto who I'm talking about because she is legendary and she has sampled some of the greats like Rick James and Notorious B.I.G. Of course, we're talking about the one and the only Nicki Minaj. We could go into depth about her whole entire career, but we'd be here forever. So we're going to keep it short, we're going to keep it sweet, and we're going to stick mostly to her new album and to what she's been sampling. Now, a month ago, Nicki dropped her highly anticipated fifth studio album, Pink Friday 2. And we are obsessed with it. This album is truly a work of art. I didn't truly appreciate the album on my first listen. But it's like with anything Nikki drops out, it's so delicate, so intricate. You have to listen to it more than just once to truly grasp what she's saying. You have to let it soak. You have to let it marinate. And I'm so glad I was able to do that with this album. I feel like I can relate to what you just said because it was early when I listened to it the second time around that I started to comprehend the lyrics. And that's when I cried because I can relate, especially when I heard Are You Gone Already? When she teased a feature, with Billy on the album I thought it was going to be an actual feature not just an interlopation but after a few listens Billy and Nikki have a beautiful symbiosis on the track Nikki is talking about the loss of her father and how he never got to meet her son his grandson this song is a beautiful tribute to life and loss and it may not be my favourite Nikki style but I still find it amazing nonetheless and the second track on the album is Barbie Dangerous which is a complete 180 from Are You Gone Already and two songs into the album are already being reminded of how versatile the queen really is her wordplay is immaculate on this track of course name a rapper that can channel Big Papa and push up Papa about her I'm mother of the year that has so many different meanings inside of it like you truly do not understand the pen of the queen she's saying that she can channel the style of late notorious B.I.G. Big Papa 
even after birthing her son and mother of the year is a double entendre. It has a literal and figurative meaning. She is saying that she's a good mother and the fact that she's a mother because all these bitches is her sons and that's on period. And we're still forgetting that her son is also known Papa Bear. Like it's going in and it's like an onion. There are so many layers in just this one piece of lyric. Personally, I love how Nikki is recognizing and honoring a significant New York native and a pioneer of hip hop who she has also sampled. Nikki ate on beep beep like no, seriously, she served, ate, re-delivered and ate those bars back up again. Yo, on some real shit though, I want to know who didn't satisfy Miss Minaj in the back seat because like the verse said, I'm weak. Anyway, child, that ain't got nothing to do with me. So let's get back to the song. So we're going to dive into one of my personal favourite songs on this album. It's the Beep Beep. And I'm not on about the solo version. I'm on about the remix for 50 Cent. Normally, whenever Nikki's on a song with anybody else, whether it's her own song or she's featured on it, she always she's always washing these boys. She's washing these men. She's washing the rap girls. She's washing everybody. So it's really nice to see her on a track with a veteran who she can actually go bar for bar with. It was very interesting to hear the dynamic of both of them on the track. Um, in the song, she references the game show who want to be a millionaire in the lyric who want to be a millionaire i'm your lifeline and obviously that's a double entendre because she's saying i am the reason that these girls have money i'm the reason that they pay their bills because as we know very well in 2017 female rapper beefed with her and it worked out well in her favor other girls have tried to reproduce this but it has not gone very successfully and also because literally in the game show who wants to be a millionaire you can call a lifeline and they can help you in the show and then you stay in and you earn your money and the 50 cent verse i just love it it just hits my ear right like their pens were penning they did so well in this track they ate it up it deserved in my opinion to be a single okay so now we're gonna get into this song falling for you now i think falling for you is such an amazing song like i honestly don't even know where to begin my analysis first of all i love the beat and i love the wordplay in the first two lines but honestly throughout the whole song like nikki is really unmatched when it comes to the wordplay and she's so clever with it i'm glad she was gifted with such a remarkable talent which has only gotten stronger the longer she's been in the game I love how she made reference to R&B duo Casey and Jojo. Nikki says, thinking about you lately, Jojo and Casey, which is an allusion to their song Crazy. My favourite part of the song is where she uses wordplay to make it sound like she's talking about a certain female rapper when she's really not. She goes, I mean, locked her, use a chop hoe, I'm number one, they're gonna argue over top four. It really reminds me of the lyric on Ganja Burn where she was like, I double back, kill bitches, bury the body, which sounds like bury the body. It's just kind of like a full circle moment. There's always there's always someone trying to take the shine, take, trying to take the crown away from Nikki and she's never gonna let it happen. And the fact she could slide so effortlessly and kill bitches on such a calm, chill, be is it boggles my mind really it does i feel like cowgirl is a very different kind of track for nikki but i like it because of its unique flow and it shows her versatility the same is true for pink birthday and fuck the club up i believe that these three tracks prove that nikki is not a one-trick pony and that she's not predictable Previously, I said that Nikki sampled such artists as Rick James and Notorious B.I.G. There are many samples in the album, actually. Some of them are hidden quite well. Some of them are a bit what some people will call lazy, but we still love them, all of them. In Pink Friday 2, Nikki samples Lumidee's Never Leave You and Cindy Lauper's 
girls just want to have fun. Now, although I love both, I want to dive deeper into the Cindy Lauper sample. And that's because I feel like Girls Just Want to Have Fun is a very iconic song. And I feel like even though Nikki is serious about her craft, she's at a stage where she's able to have fun with it. She gave the song a new life and meaning and feeling. It's still a fun song like the original, but this one made me want to shake some ass unlike the original. I also love how Nikki paid homage to another iconic New York artist. I really liked Pink Friday Girls because it was nostalgic for me because I grew up listening to Girls Just Want to Have Fun because my mum used to play it in the house all the time and now it's like I have my own version of the song that I can dance with my kids to. It's kind of like another full cycle moment for me. This song just reinforces Nikki's crazy influence because the original Girls Just Want to Have Fun just accumulated another a billion streams since Nikki dropped her version. I mean, if that's not influenced, I don't know what is. I really want to talk about Let Me Calm Down because I kept hearing that Nikki cried when she heard Cole's first verse. I mean, that verse must have been very powerful and hard hitting to evoke that kind of emotion from Minaj. Now, I never heard the original, but the song overall is beautiful. And before I heard the track, I knew it was going to be great because, you know, you have two OGs in rap who are immaculate lyricists on the track. I believe Nikki is talking about her relationship with Kenneth and how she loved him at one point but also hated him because of certain events that occurred before they got together. She makes reference to not regretting the decision she made after 20 years. J. Cole's verse truly matches the energy of the song and I love it because it's like they're both having a conversation throughout the song. I feel like in Cole's verse he's saying he understands her and he understands that he has to move different if he wants to keep her which is beautiful. I really love when he said her life was trauma filled it left her with a tainted heart. I really felt that lyric when I was listening to the song and I feel like it links very well with his previous lyric when he talks about loving her from different perspectives. The relationship he describes in the bars is truly magical and mystical, one that I aspire to have. When I heard Just the Memories, I automatically thought it was about her father and having Just the Memories left because he is no longer here. It did make me think about the memories I have with my father. I wanted to create more positive ones. But I do believe in this song, Nikki is talking about her father, but also the memory she has as a child. She talked about a crush she had in the fifth grade, which is year five here. And she also talks Cheerful. about him getting stabbed in the neck. That literally had me gagged. That part in the song was just so unexpected. Like she just comes and goes, oh, my crush in the fifth grade, he got stabbed in the neck with a switchblade. Like what possessed her to say it like that? Just so casually. Literally. Although this may seem like a sad record, I do believe it's a, it's a song, it's a record about triumph and not giving up even when times get hard. I say this because the one line that sticks out to me is when Nikki talks about getting declined from label deals, but still going home to write raps. This shows her determination and persistence and belief in herself. And she's able to prove that if you believe in yourself, you can get anywhere because I mean, look at her now. I love how she says she's one of one, which is so true. She is the pink print, the one and only imprint. And I love when she says, they say they they mad at Nick. They say they hate Nikki, mad because they ate Nikki. And that is so true. I know that there, I know that there have been other pioneers and rapstresses before Nikki, and I salute them. But ever since Nikki has stepped onto the scene, but ever since Nikki has stepped onto the scene, no one has been running the game or holding it down the way she has. About a week or two ago, I was watching a hip hop documentary, and finally, after a few episodes, they spoke about her influence on the game and just the whole rap scene and hip hop. Just the whole rap and hip-hop scene. They showed her Dirty Money Freestyle and Deb Auntie, who Nikki was once affiliated with, said that a lot of people thought she didn't have what it takes. And that was primarily because she was a woman. It makes that line about how record labels declining her offers 
hit more because I was just thinking, look at her now. It really proved all of y'all wrong and paved the way for so many while showing women that they can really do anything and be whatever they are, which is so powerful, like Minaj herself. Exactly, like she's the queen like especially when with the one of one thing it's like how in falling for you she's like i'm number one you're gonna argue over top four like she is the queen she literally brought female rap back from the dead before her it was lil kim and there was a massive gap in between them and now she brought the game back she's been running it consistently for almost 20 years like that is literally so insane to me her and that's queen I love how this beat is not too overpowering and I think this is important because she's singing which allows you to focus on what she's really saying. I don't know about the rest of you but I feel like through this record she walks down memory lane and she shouts out some important men in her life like Wayne, Drake, her husband and her beloved Papa Bear. Now I just mentioned Drizzy so let's get into Needle. As you can hear by my sigh, I'm not currently the biggest fan of Drake anymore for multiple reasons. I mean, I get what you're saying, child, but do you want to still get into the song? Yeah, let's get into the song and then we'll circle back to why I do not like Dre. Okay, so like I just said, um, we're going to get into Needle, which is a track that Drizzy featured on on the album. So I like the beat to this song. I do like it, but when I originally heard it, I was like, Drizzy's verse should have been better. Maybe I was just being petty because I'm not the biggest Drizzy fan, like I just said. And me and Cuzzy here was like, why is Drake on the album? There were so many reasons why we asked that question, even though it does kind of make sense for him to be on the album. I just feel like everyone loves a, dricky, a good Dricky collab. Like, they're always good together. Like, they wrote No Frauds. They wrote other songs together. Okay. But I just feel like Needle didn't fit the vibe of the album. It was given more like Triple House. It was very similar to Passion Fruit by Drake, if you know what I mean. I feel like it should have been on, like, an earlier album, maybe, like, 2018, 2019 times. It doesn't really fit with the rest of the album. And I know a lot of Twitter barbs also, they're not the biggest fan of Needle either. I mean, back to what I was saying, that was my initial reaction to the song. But then I listened to it again and um, I came to like the song a bit more, especially when I got into the lyrics and, on, and, on, and especially when I got into the lyrics and started to understand what was really being said. I even saw someone say that this song reminds them of a back in the day young money song. And I feel like this is so true. It's like definitely a full circle moment. Now, the song opens with Nikki talking. Mm-mm, it's sister talking. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Why would they? Oh, because Drake and uh, Drake and Sister used to date, didn't it? Yeah. Oh my God, this is getting interesting. Anyway, um, <laughs> now the track opens with Sister talking, and then we are hit with Drake's first verse, and then the chorus. When I listen to the track, I believe that Nikki and Drake are talking about the essence of their relationship as brother and sister. I believe that they may be talking about how fans and some people around them may think that Nikki and Drizzy have issues but they really don't and I also do believe that in his first verse Drake is trying to stipulate how these accusations can't weigh can't weigh him down especially in the especially if these diamonds in his ear can't now before we dive into Drake's verse a little I want to explore the start of the song where Sis is talking that part of the song sounds a little bit like two friends on the phone who are a little tipsy and of course when you're tipsy you say and do things you don't mean this is making me think a little bit a little bit more about nikki and Drizzy's relationship right they're like brother and sister right and obviously brothers and sisters fight but i believe with this introduction yeah let's say that i believe with this introduction they are trying to reference the essence and core of their relationship um to get 
and to get and to get the world to understand even though i don't think they really need to um in drake's first verse he says friends were pessimistic about our love but they are tired now pessimistic basically means doubtful but he also talks about how people are miserable now therefore he is basically saying nobody needs to hate on their relationship and i love how nikki and drake decided to come together to show the world that they are united and stand together through this i believe that they are stipulating that nobody has to look out for their relationship but them because they both look out for each other which is what a brother and sister is supposed to do do they really though i feel like nikki looks out for drake a lot more than he looks out for her he's honestly he's so shady and so petty when it comes to nikki because he'll share his boys he'll share future he'll share uzi he'll share them on his stories but when it comes to nikki it's silence it's always silence and people are starting to pick up on it and people don't like it because why are you not reciprocating the love that she gives to you she's done nothing wrong to you because i still remember especially when the hate train was happening in 2017 2018 he chose cardio over nikki he chose Meek over Nikki as well. Like, I mean, you're kind of making me um, think differently now because this is what we were saying at the start. We didn't understand why Drake was on that album because like, it's like Nikki has some kind of loyalty to Drake that Drake doesn't have to her. And we was a bit like, okay, why is Drake on the album? But then when Drake had his album and he promised Nikki was going to be on it, there was no Nikki feature. Mm, picture using me and the barbs and never giving back. Because hey. <laughs> it's really tragic. I do not like that man. <laughs> And especially how he's out in clubs with like, the, did you see the other day on Instagram? He was out in clubs with that eight-year-old boy. Well, his well, his son is probably at home learning French with his nanny or something. It just rubs me the wrong way completely. Shame on Drake and shame on that boy's parents. I mean, cause he really wants to stick with Drizzy, eh? I may tell a joke, but I never tell a lie. Nothing I said here is a lie. So we're going back to when I talked about how Nikki looks out for Drake. She says, "Damn, Drizzy, another bit X." That's so sweet. That's so sweet that she wants to look out for. She wants to look out and protect her brother because that's what sisters do. And I know recently my brother was talking to me about his relationship, which is a conversation I never thought we would have, but it was nice and it refreshing that he like trusted me to come come to me for advice. My brother comes to me for advice. I come to him for advice. But it's like Nikki and Drake. Drake, what do you do for Nikki? It's like Drake, yeah. Um. Like, Nikki's really like your sister, isn't it? But it's like, she looks out for you more than you look out for her. I just feel like that's the type of person Nikki is, especially with her upbringing. She's always had to, like, watch out and, like, protect people. So I just feel like that's just part of her nature. But obviously, Mr. Fake from the Hoods Boy, uh, starting from the bottom now, we're here. No, you was on Degrassi. <laughs> you was on a Canadian soap opera. You had money, darling. When you was rolling around on set in that Canadian high school in that wheelchair, you had money. Start from what bottom? Oh, hate the boy, honestly. <laughs> Yo, I just said that I loved how my brother, shout out to him, both of you actually. Um, yeah, I loved how my brother like trusted me to come, come to advice. And I feel like with Nikki and Drake, this might be the same. Like they have a similar relationship and they both trust each other. Um, I resonated with Nikki's verse, especially when she said, you're still my baby, even though you drive me crazy. And I know I get a little feisty. Oh my God. If this doesn't describe my relationship with my twin brother, I don't know what is, child. Like, I know we annoy each other and we go through our little phases and we get mad at each other, but it's all love. And then we get our relationship gets back to normal. And this is something that I feel like Nikki and Drake shares. 
I kind of have something to add to that. Like when you're talking about um, the relationship with your brother, I resonate with that with my sister. Shout out to my sisters. I love you both very much. Because like there is nothing more special than a sibling bond. It's like, it's so, it's like an unspeakable bond. It's unbreakable. It's just something that's magical. And I wish Drake would return the favour. Oh my gosh. Because he's really on smoke. I was saying shot, shot, shots, bitch. And also, you didn't credit the city girls on Kiki Do You Love Me. Where are we going with this? Two bad bitches, they be kissing in a rave, k- k- kissing in the rave. Where's JT's voice credits? Where's Young Miami sound credits? You hate women, yet you act that one so much. <laughs> you want to come on talking about your live streams on Twitch at Nita Max Win, Anita Max Win. You need to leave the music industry. Why even add on to that? Drake, you know what? Yeah, I have not listened to many of your albums I can't even think. I can't even think of a Juicy Drake in my in my brain right now. That's how much I don't really listen to you. I don't really check you. I still don't understand why you were charging two hundred and fifty pounds for concert tickets, and I was not about to go to that. And it's the way also Twenty One Savage literally saved you. Like without Twenty One Savage, you'd be nothing. But but but. Honestly, I, I, honestly, Drake gets me mad as fuck. Honestly. You I mean, see the face I'm making right now. I mean, we're trying to throw shots here, really. Have you seen that meme where it's like him with like the afro puffs and he's like, mm, he's got his hand over his head and his tongue out. <laughs> like, no, I just saw a picture of you the other day on your Instagram, Drizzy. Like, you posted it on your story and I was thinking, hey, like, what's this thing is MO? Like, what really is your MO? I'm so confused. Like, Drake, oh, by the way, Drake, yeah, you do not make rap music, okay? There was an interview that came out the other day where they was like, you make pop music. Yeah, nigga, you make pop music. You don't make rap. I don't know what you think you was doing. And you know what? Let me just say this, Drake, yeah? I feel like you are not making quality music, okay? Like, you've made enough albums for you to sit down and take a rest. But for some reason, you just want to keep... You want to you wanna stay relevant. But the thing is, yeah, your songs are not really hitting. I mean, maybe they are. Not to me, they're not. But um, it's like... um. What legacy are you really leaving? Are your songs timeless? No. Nigga, shut up. Some of them are. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be very unbiased here. One Dance. That's a classic. That's 2016 no, that vibe. Is a, that is a classic That is a song. really good song. And you know what? I like Drizzy from back in the day. Me too. Like, you will catch me listening to... um. I like the one... The with song with Janae Aiko. I love that song. I like the one with and Energy. I got enemies. Got a lot of enemies. Oh, and your song with Dave. Like... They try to send for me and be on jealousy. It's everything I wish upon my enemies. All there for them. Right back again. But my mind keeps telling me, mind keeps telling me. I hear everything. I love it when he claps. I don't Rihanna. ask if it's all dead, cause it better be. Trust me, it better be. God, I'm trying to speak. Stop it's singing. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to show that I did listen to Drake. Yeah, so Drake, you know. Maybe try and start making quality music and I might like, you know, One Dance was a good song. You know, we talked about how you sampled that from Kyla. But, you know, like... His songs with Rihanna are good. Um, What's My Name and Why. Okay, yeah. We liked Drake from back in the day. The Drake now, I don't really know where to categorise you. Someone categorised you as a pop guy. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe you're just in some lane where you're just like, let me just do everything. But personally, Drake, I like timeless music, Yeah. Okay, and I'm not saying that you don't give us timeless music, but I'm just like, why are you popping out album after album? I know that sometimes we like that, but it's like it's not substantial. There's just no quality. Give us, give us a minute, okay? Like I haven't, I haven't listened to Certified Lover Boy. I didn't listen to all, for all the dogs. There are a couple of songs I heard, like I like Slime Me Out, okay? 
I like that song, but I haven't really listened to your album. Like, I haven't digested it. Like, I haven't listened. The way I listened to Pink Friday too. have I ever done that to a Drake album? I don't think so. But I do like Take Care. That was a good album. And if you're hearing this, it's too late. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, if you're reading this, it's too late. If you're reading this, it's too late. I did like that album. Yeah. Uh, Preach is a good song off that album. I do like Preach with Party Next Door. Party Next Door, anything they do is amazing. Is that on? That's on, um, if you're... If you're reading this, it's too late. It's track number nine. Okay, so Drake, we do love you a little bit. Like maybe you need to circle back a bit. And I feel like, you know what? Us rinsing you out, it's just getting it's getting back to the point where I feel like sometimes artists, they when they're really hungry, the lyrics be hitting or the bars be hitting. And then when they've made it, it's just like, oh, I can just give out like I can just give out um What's the word I'm looking for? While she thinks of that word, I'm just going to direct your attention to Scorpion, his 2018 album, God's Plan, Nice for What. Those are timeless classics. That is good Drake music. No, those are good. That is good Drake music. Yes, you yes. had everyone and their mums going, she said, do you love me? I tell her any party. I only love my bed and my mum. I'm sorry. You had everybody singing that, bro. Trust me. That's it. Medioc- mediocrity. You give us mediocrity. Like, it's like, you know, like, if you circle back, try to think to the time when you was... I mean, was there ever a time when you was really, like, in the trenches? I don't think so. But, you know, like, I feel like when you're really hungry for it, that's when the music be hitting. But then now you've made it, it's just like, oh, what the hell? Keep giving us good music and maybe we would like you a bit. Anyway. Sorry. Back to Nikki M. Yeah. The queen. Shout out you, miss. I love you. I will be seeing you in May. I'm very excited. Yeah, same. I'm trying to get my ticket. We haven't we haven't sorted out yet. But Gag City VIP. To, I wouldn't be a part of Gag City, Miss. So yeah. Anyway, Manchester sold out by the way, like completely. You know she's actually got more dates. Yeah, she's added more dates. I'm just like, what happened to London? She added another date for Manchester. She's added more dates in Europe. She's added. I'm going to call places. the O2 today because I need to pattern my ticket. I'm just here like, letting time waste. Because remember, I bought. I had more important thing. My mom was like to me, Creamer, don't be like Taylor. Because like, remember, I was, on the date, I was actually, I actually had the ticket in front mm. of me, and it was like to me, Creamer, you have bills to pay. Don't be like Taylor, okay? I have bills to and pay as well. Don't get it twisted. I bought my August stuff in it, and August, I love you too. Yeah, she literally contacted his PR team and ordered stuff from America. Yeah, that's like, what I did. I was like, I need to get me because August. Yeah, I was waiting a whole year, and I was like, you know what? I sent the sweetest message. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I understand that like, you are expanding. This is not turning into an August episode. Sorry. We- no, you talk about it. <laughs> I was like, I've waited a whole year, and I really, really want some of Cena Wellness products. Shout out to August. He made the best skincare ever. I don't care what anybody says. Okay. He has had good skin from day. So if I'm going to trust anybody with my skin, it's going to be him. And that's on per. So obviously, yeah. That's, we're going to get back to Nikki for a second. Yeah. But this is an August plug. Um, Go get his skincare. Go get his perfume. Leisure's. Because you know what? Yeah. He going to have you smelling real good. And your skin going eight too. And you know, like, you know, just go support August and stuff. I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy or anything, but I swear you can't get it in the UK. You can't, but contact his PR team like I do. Don't do that. And go support him. Do not do that. Do not listen to her. You are going to piss those people off. (laughs) Okay, yeah, maybe you will. They're going to block your email, Rima. (laughs) No, I have my little plugs just to be anytime you want products. Just, you know, like, I just have to support support august because i really wanted the products in it and Curious. also i love august i wanted and the fact that he was like oh he now seems loved and heard 
This is turning into August. It's not turning into an August episode. This is just a little segment bit. We can always get back on track. It's fine. Okay, we're going to get back. I was just like, you know, like, if you know me, I'm a really big fan of Mr. Encina or Mr. Alcina or Young August. When she says big fan, she means like one of those wind turbines that you see in the fucking fields. She's a huge fan. (laughs) No, so yeah, I was like, I know I need to support him. Like, you know, it's been a whole year. And I was like to the people, I was like, yes, I know he's expanding. But, like, I'm really upset right now. Like, I really want to get some products. And, obviously, I got the perfume. And the perfume is, I'm just like, August, like, what What was the aim with this? Like, why are you trying to have me catching attention? Like, I don't need to catch this kind of attention. But, yeah, the fragrance is really hitting. That lid juice is ice. I don't even know. And the skincare, too. Oh, my God. Rima, I, don't know. I need to tell you something. What? There was this one time in 2022 where you was like mega, mega, mega obsessed with him. Literally, you were posting like 50 Instagram stories of him a day. Yeah. I muted mean, your story. I muted your story for six fine. months. Yo, everybody stop watching my stories because every day it was August thing, it? Bro, I shit you not. My thumb was getting a workout, tapping, 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 tapping. I just had to mute the thing. I love my cousin. Don't get it twisted, what? but it was long for me. Well, that's why now I had to make a fan page, didn't it? But the thing is, yeah, I'm just like, you know what? Sometimes people irritate me because it's just like, if you want to know criminal, you have to know like, parts of me and obviously i'm a big fan of august but anyway um yeah i had to make a fan page because it's just like you know what i can't enjoy posting on my my regular page because nobody cares but you know over there we be having the time of our life like you know speaking of fan pages we're talking about the bobs and we're mixing you know what the alcina nation i love you guys and i really loved when august was like he feels seen and loved and heard that really like melted my heart so I'm glad that I was able to um, be a part of that. And shout out to you, sir. Speaking of fan pages, follow me on Twitter or X at Blanco Barbie. That's Blanco, the O is a zero. Follow me because I'm born as fuck. I'm never active, but please. I mean, <laughs> since we doing shout outs now. Yeah, follow Immerse in the Sound on Instagram and X and TikTok. Yeah, call it's it. double I-T-S podcast. TikTok and Instagram it is immersed in the sound and that's on period. Purr. Okay, let's get back to um Nikki. Nikki, I'm so sorry that I diverted like the episode and we started talking about August. Okay. We are so ADHD over here, but it's fine. <laughs> we're a vibe, we're a vibe. Yeah. You're tapped in for a reason, you're tapped in for a reason. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I mean we talked about August in the sampling episode, so you know, like, you know, we can talk about him a bit, but you know, we're gonna save August for another day. Let's get back to the um the album. Okay, so we just talked about how Jizzy and Nikki had a full circle moment, but it wouldn't be all the way full circle if Nikki didn't get the OG, the GOAT, the one of the one of one, Mr. Lil Wheezy. Child, I just talked about how Nikki and Jizzy had a full circle moment. But it wouldn't it wouldn't be all the way full circle if Nikki didn't get the OG, the GOAT, the one of one, Mr. Lil Wheezy. Tunchi. Wheezy got on the album with Nikki and Takeo Bang. Child, the three of those came together and created uh, R&B. It's a real, it's a real nigga, bitch. Uh, it's a great song. And before we get into it, can I just say I love the references that Take Code Bang made to Master P and the one little Wayne, the little Wayne made to Kamoira Lee. In case you missed it, Tate said, I just need you about it, about it like you Master P. Uh, I thought this was real smart given the lyric that came before. I thought that he might be paying homage to New Orleans because Master P is a New Orleans native. I mean, shout out. So is Lil Wayne. Yeah, that's what I was, wait, I was, I was coming to say that. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined her flow. My yeah, apologies. He did. <laughs> yes, you never had. Okay, anyway. Yeah. Um, And I thought he might be paying homage to New Orleans since Master P is a New Orleans native and so is Lil Wayne. And so is Lil Weezy. I mean, so is August, but we're not here for August. <laughs> Let me shut up. Anyway, um, as for Weezy's reference, he says, and that cat, baby fat, that can wear a Lee. And um, that's a reference to Kamara Lee Simmons. Hey, sis. Hey, shout out to you. Yeah, she has a brand called Baby Fat. I used to own Baby Fat when I was younger. So did my mom. My mom still has the jeans. So Wait, so is it the ones with the um the jackets? The cat, like the sign is like a... They're back, you know, they're back. You can buy the jackets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I saw it on Instagram the other day. They're like 96 quid. I really, really want one. I actually subscribe to her page. Like, I get emails every day, every month. We're going to come to you, Kamara Lee. And we love you. Yeah, the jackets are back. Ciao, ciao. I have a lot of tracks to get to on this album. So I'm going to wrap up this song by saying that I love how t- in Tate's verse, he said, please, that body, body is a masterpiece. And then Nikki says, body, a work of art like the Mona Lee. And that's like how in, um, I think it's in Translation, she goes, my body, a work of art, he in that Van Gogh. So I know it's not exactly the same, but it's like she's kind of referencing Translation directly because obviously her body is a masterpiece. Her body is T, her middle initial. That's on periods. <laughs> to me, they kind of felt connected and I like that. I also like how Nikki made a song that is really her. No, I'm not saying that all her songs aren't like her. But you know, Nikki is a real R&B and in case you're lost, what I mean by that is she is a female with a nigger spirit. Like she's Yeah, she's a real nigger bitch. <laughs> like that heavy on it. Oh my god. Like she's a woman, but her aura can be assertive like a man. And like she will tell you exactly what she wants. I won't let you mess around with her because she's a woman. I would say I'm like that. And um I love how more women are showing their assertive side more because you know we run the world child now let's get back to the song obviously nikki's been in the male dominated industry for years but she's been able to hold her own i believe that because of that she is stronger in case you didn't know the industry is full of a lot of messed up ish if you know then you know Right now, we're moving on. We're going to do another two of my personal favorites off this album. It's first, we're going to start with Bam Bam. Bam Bam is just that bitch. She released it before the album on her website. And the bars went crazy for it. I went crazy for it. It's just such a simple little song. But it just makes you want to get up on bus and go fucking move. I don't know what it is about. It's the beat. The beat is so good. And she's just, it's like the way she opens it. She's like, here I go again, kicking some dumb flow. Think she hurried you because she just some young hoe. Obviously, the way she says it like that, it's like how Asians, like, especially like Japan, China and Korea, they say like their first name, the last name first and then their actual name. So like the way she, the way it's phrased in the song is like an Asian name. And obviously, you lot already probably knew that because that's one of her more simple um, double entendres. But it's just like, the song, it's just such a simple song, but it's so fucking good. Like, they said my price ridiculous. Like, it's just such, the beat is just so good. She switches up her flow multiple times. She's like, fronto with the raw, how the gumbo roll. That's talking about like weed. And then she's like, my nigga with the pot, which is also another word for weed. But it ain't gumbo though. Like people make gumbo in a pot. Like 
it's just amazing. Like, but the, I can't gas up the queen enough. Like her dick is literally in my mouth 24 seven. Like I can't even, but it's just like switchy on my hip. It sounds like drum roll hole. I paid a couple bands at the drum rolls go. We're stitching up the plans if that drum ho go. We out in Soho, you just so Soho. Like she's saying these bitches, they're just mid, they're mid compared to everyone. Nikki compared to everyone, everyone else is mid. Like, come on now. Yeah, like, that was a bit of a flop. I kind of just chatted a bit of shit. But no, but I liked it. it. I liked how she said, she said something about how y'all be, y'all, y'all be trying to tell everything. Like, you know, shut up. No, literally, like, she is that bitch. Like, all these bitches is so, so. Let's moving not, on. Let's not get into my We're business. moving on <laughs> to the song that make all the bad girl butter wine. We're moving on to Ford from Trini. That song. Because you know she a Trini bear. We all know Skeng and Skinny Bang, they did their thing on this song, darling. Like, I'm not even joking. I don't know why the Twitter bar- barbs give Skeng such a hard time. He did his thing. He did his thing on Nickel Miss. He did it again on the Fine Nine remix. And he's just a 10 out of 10 dancehall artist. Like, I don't know why he gets so much hate. That's that's touchdown by Stylo G and um, Vibe Cartel. Bye, just bye, touchdown and energy, bye, fam. Bye. Mm, I was mm. thinking, because I, I was thinking dancehall, I was just, I, you know what, all dancehall artists, ain't the same so my bad i just my brain is not with it this morning so yeah no but for real for real while we're on the dance hall trend and nikki not just give some shout out to touchdown i love that song touchdown at the airport Mm-mm. tracksuit and i'm an air force Mm-mm. shout out to my mom i went for a phase where she was just playing this song and i was just like mom why'd you like no i didn't say mom why you like this song but you know like she rinsed it out but you know, I have a cool one, so shout out to you on my love. Honestly, auntie, you're so me for real because I used to listen to that song on the way to school, and there was just something about that song that just made me walk fast. Literally, like the VNRT. Like I'd be able to walk like a mile in 20 minutes listening to that song, like just on repeat. Like I love that song so much. But anyway, back to forward from Trini. Like, there's not too much to say about the lyrics at the moment. So I'm gonna just talk about the vibes. Cause I'm a very I'm very big on vibes. If you haven't picked that up, like vibes is just really important. Also, shout out to Vibes Cartel. <laughs> But like the vibes of the song, it's come just out of jail, sir. yeah. For, no, actually, no. He murdered somebody. That's very bad. No, I know, but like, wait, he's still making music from yeah me. because he's got he's got a studio in his jail cell. How the hell did you get a studio in your jail cell? I mean, you missed the vibes. Free vibes jail. cartel, but keep him far away from me, please. Thank Put you. Put him in the. <laughs> anyway, back to forward from Trini. I'm gonna skip to Nikki's verse just real, real quick. Where she's like, "They got to look to me for what's next. Too busy trying to trace my footsteps." because all of these bitches is her sons they're all trying to copy what she's doing whether it's the way she dresses the way she raps or anything like that and then she's like hit up my account send me go a shot when my pussy good so bomba us clap like obviously Nicki minaj good pussy yeah like i just feel like she's very good with her stuff you know what i mean like I'm not trying to be like perverted or anything. I'm not trying to be perverted or anything, but I feel like she knows what she's doing. But but yeah, the queen probably knows. Like she she knows her way around that 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 little um magic stick or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And then and then she and then she starts naming like locations like she did in um what's it called bees in the trap where she's like oh bees in the the trap trap, bees in the the trap. trap. Delaware, Connecticut, there's New Jersey, that Hannah Brown is from Solomon, yeah, they wanted Queen Solomon, Island. Honestly, that's a shout. Do you know that song's 12 years old? It came out in 2012. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my God. That's mad. But she's like, wearing Trinidad, Jamaica, pop shit, Guyana, Barbados, India, top shit, Bahamas, St. Thomas, Turks and Caicos, Belize, St. Kitts, Haiti, and Lagos. Out in Cali, they love me. Down in Valley, they love me. You know, I'm a half Lagos, babe. 
period. We're doing update December twenty twenty four. It's happening. Yeah, we really need to, but I need to. I need to go to. I need to go to. But you know what? Yeah, I don't know if it's gonna get make the episode. But I'm kind of scared to go to Nigeria by myself because it happened when I went to Ghana. Yeah, obviously, like they don't see me as African; they see me as British. So it's like they will just take the big out of me, and I just feel like I'm gonna get like they're just gonna finesse me. And that's why it's like I have to go with someone that's actually of Nigerian descent because for some reason they think I'm British. Like I, I, I got Nigerian blood in me. Like I saw this girl; she did it in December, and she like vlogged it on YouTube. She was like really, really fun. She was like. If you guys know what I'm on about, she's like the one who's like, Oga, Oga, um, day seven in Lagos, like whatever. She was like living her best life. Like, you know, if we go to Nigeria, though, we have to go to Victoria Islands, okay? We have to go to Victoria I'm Islands. On, I'm staying on Banana Island. I'm a bougie bitch. That's what mm. we're saying. We're going to go to Victoria Islands where the video we pointed at. Yeah, I'm a bougie bitch. I need, I honestly, the mansions that are beautiful. No, they really are. Oh no, my God. I remember I used to do geography in school and we did a thing about Lagos, but they were focusing on the slums. I literally told my teachers, like, why are you focusing on the slums? You're acting like everyone in Nigeria is broken shit. Like, have no, you never no, been to no. Lecky Phase 1, Lecky Phase see, 2, Banana like, Island? You know what? Nigerians are like, uh, at this point, we, 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 we have, we, we are royalty and yeah? there's gold in that country, first of all. Is that Ghana? That's Ghana. Ghana's God code. Yeah, I know, but Nigerians, like, you know, we have bands and stuff. We be, like, you we see how we be partying. Have you ever been to Nigeria party? Like, we party, like, they party. Been, it's no, insane. Hold on a second. Have you been to a Nigerian wedding? Oh my gosh, that shit is like, oh, I've Nigerian seen it. weddings are crazy. But let's not get into that, man. They be dashing money and shit. Like, honestly, ah! Nigerian weddings are like so much fun. They I kind of like, wish I was part Nigerian sometimes. Yeah, you're only the Ghana side. I kind of feel like, that. um, what's it called? Ghana is not, is like Nigeria's version of Canada, if you get what I mean it's like a country that's similar but like it's not as important if you can know what I, I mean i have a serious question here yeah and i don't need to me to put like my nigerians on like like blast yeah but ghana is more economically like developed than nigeria which kind of confuses me because nigerians have a lot of money but i just feel like you like, guys you guys don't spend you guys don't use the money like correctly like you just it, it's just greed or whatever I feel and like, then why is ghana paid why is ghana yeah like stay to me why is Ghana, yeah? Giving you electricity. Giving you guys electricity. <laughs> no, but I kind of get it though because Ghana has like less people so the infrastructure can be better developed. Because oh, yeah. like Nigeria has like 200 million people and there's like 25 million people in Lagos alone. Like 100,000 people move there. I can't remember if it's every month or every year. But that's a lot of people migrating to just Lagos. Okay, that makes a lot like, of sense. Let me show up. There is a lot. Like Lagos is a big, big city. Like major things go on yeah, like, it really is man. there is shout a lot lagos. shout out lagos shout out nigeria shout out ghana George, shout out all of africa shout out yeah, the motherland shout out the, you know africa yeah the whole like you know like we africans up in here so we we, we shouting out ghana and nigeria but shout out the other y'all you know kenya like Sudan, like nikki Egypt. says shout out the pretty somalis still those girls are absolutely gorgeous if no, you're a somali really girl don't. big up yourself yeah and you know if i wasn't gone in nigerian i would love to be congolese like you people look lit i'm sorry oh shout out to my friend allegra she's congolese and angolan shout out to you darling i love you but anyway back to the song we went off track severely again we've been off track many times i think said, we're really going <laughs> well we don't but you know like we're just we're some bipolar ass bitches it's Skeng's verse at the at, at the end of the song. It literally makes you want to get up and like bust a gunman dance. Like it is such a good verse. It's like she love gunman in action. You got that. And if you're not, if you not flick Betty, better luck chat. She want gangster. She want gangster for killer with back shot. Gunman in up at your belly like hopscotch. Send it right up in there. You, you. Oh my god, I cannot read patois. I'm very sorry, Jamaicans. You'll like need to try. this is offensive. I mean, I can read patois. I think. Let me give it another go. Yeah. 
Um, send it right up in there. You ting, you ting me rampa vibes and dollar set. My name comes up. Let me do it. Where are you reading? Sorry, I am at um. Send it right up in there. Send it right up in there. Yeah. Wait, what? Should we get my dad up in there because he can speak part? I can speak it. I can speak it, but I can't read it. No, I read it double ago. You think me? You think me? Wait, what? You think me rampa vibes? Vibes I delete miss it. My name comes up. Violent Island girls, we Violet. got that thumbs up. Yeah, this is hitting. Sorry, sorry. No, did you remember this into these songs? Do you remember that little mix interview where they were like, oh, do a Jamaican accent and that goes like, Beleg Day. That's literally what it's given. Uh-huh. I feel like Pat was one of those languages it's not meant to be read. I feel like unless you're unless you're like unless you speak it yourself you cannot read it properly. No, but I think I'm doing quite well here. <laughs> it's like that thing where that, that um, meme that went around a couple of years ago where it was like, oh, um, Jamaican Jehovah's Witnesses, they left a letter in my door. And then it's like, oh, I really control this whole world. I know, uh, I'm sorry, I don't pay attention to memes or whatever. So I have no idea what she's talking about. Oh, well, but- well, please, no. I hope someone actually understands what I'm saying because it's literally the funniest thing ever. It's like, um, the devil, um, God sending Pickney in a world if you mash up the devil work. Like... I'm obviously butchering the language and I really do apologise, but it was one of the funniest videos I've ever seen in my life. Then she takes off eight bars to shout out her son. Like, period. Papa like, Bear has really Papa, been in this go album. Papa, go Papa, go Papa. Like, he's been such a big part of this album. He really has. Like, he was in, he was in Are You Gone Already? Like, that was so beautiful. You... Word on the street is he's Nicki Minaj's ghostwriter, but you didn't hear that from me. Anyway, can, are we finished? Yeah. Okay, sorry. So, ciao, I'm gonna get into my life. And I feel like my life is one of those songs that has its own personality. I know every song on, on here has its own persona and tells us something different about Nikki. But with this one, I can't put my finger on it. I just feel like it's different from the beat to the lyrics and the wordplay. Everything is just so exceptional and I believe that's what makes it such a beautiful song. I really like um I really like the opening lyrics to the song and I and just like I stipulated many times in this analysis honestly um heart of glass or whatever it's called yes heart of glass yeah heart of glass honestly the original song shout out to my mum and my aunt they used to blast that song all the time it reminds me of them so much i think we spoke about this earlier shout out auntie lynn i think i think we um shouted this out earlier in the episodes where we was we was talking about my life but we only dove into it briefly but i just want to bring it back like shout out to my mum, shout out to my aunt like i love you guys so much like that song it's big memories um, Minaj is always one up when it comes to the bars and references in her records. Shout out to the queen! In the same in the same verse, I also love when she says, Ayo, these bitches lucky I still ain't found a nanny. It's real clever, but it also is a tribute to her skill and her influence um, to everything. Because I mean, she is still serving us with all, all that and more, despite being a mother. I mean, she's a mother to Papa Bear, but she's a mother to you hoes. I also love how at the beginning of the song, I ball hard. I I ain't ever got to owe them like Lavi. Like obviously, that is a basketball reference to basketball player Lamar Odom. She's saying she oh, always she always ball hard, but she ain't ever got to owe them. Like she got her own money. She balling hard. She a she a bona fide baller. She got her own money. She ain't ever in debt. She got her own money. Then oh, there's another lyric which is like all them my junior Sammy are. Uh, I don't know who Sammy is, but I'm guessing that is also <laughs> another reference. Like I, it, Sammy, if you're watching or someone someone who knows you's watching. I do apologise, but this man could walk past me in the street and I hate to say it, I don't know this man. 
Oh, we do it up Kiki in this joint. Shout out to Kiki Palmer. She threw shade at she threw shade at Chopo. And she was like, and the interviewer was like, oh, have you spoken to Nicki Minaj recently? And then she was like, yeah, but I didn't record it though. Like, bitch, catch it. Catch the shade bit. Okay. Anyway, if she had a nanny, she could deliver us, she could deliver more, which maybe she might think, but personally, Nikki, I think the the message is the message is loud and clear. And as she stated later, she's got bigger fish to fry. Despite the beauty in this song, I personally feel like Nikki is describing the things she has gone through um, because of who she is. She talks about being judged and how people people have tried to shit on her. That's real sad. But I know they is mad that she did it better, like she said, in Just Like The Memories. And personally, I don't think she should worry either because her legacy and influence proves that. And, and she also said in the... Oh, this is also the song where she goes, I told Drake he ain't owe me for nothing, never did. Yes, he does, bitch. <laughs> yes, he does. You're being too humble, Nikki. He owes you everything. She said in the song, bunch of jealous bitches, but I know the real bitches hear me. And all I can say to that is, Miss Minaj, be, feel, and see you around here because we are some real bitches. Can I just say, um, in this song, I don't... In this song, she says, I don't need no more drama in my life. And that is the vibe for 2024. And the rest of my life is why I be cutting off hella people because I need my peace, child. Um, with that yes. being said, um, I feel like we should jump into Nikki Hendrix. <laughs> this track talks about relationship dynamics and sometimes the roller coaster of emotions that comes into play in relationships. Now, I don't know about the rest of y'all. And I guess this is up for debate. But personally, to me, I think Nicki Hendrix is quite a deep song. And you will only understand what I mean if you really get into the lyrics. Now, because I always delve really deep into songs, I don't want to dissect this song too much because y'all can do that yourself. However, I think the first few lyrics really stuck out to me. Future says, feeling this, feeling this destructive leads to destruction these lyrics are very powerful and i believe that they promote self-reflection within ourselves and encourage us to look at ourselves from an introspective lens so that we can so that we can not only understand ourselves but also understands the roles we play in how situations play out i just want to say from a gag city pluto collab it was not what i was expecting i was expecting a song like sir a song like transformer or like press play or like press play exactly oh okay cool yeah like because normally when they get together it's like a song that you'll hear in the fucking club it just this wasn't that and it it threw me off a little bit but obviously anything that they do together it is a good song it's just not what i was expecting that's like what you said about like the album, how you like, it didn't disappoint you. Yeah. When I first listened to it, it didn't disappoint me. It just wasn't what I was expecting. Then I yeah. had to listen to it a good few times yeah. to truly understand it. Because like, obviously, like I said at the beginning, everything she does is so intricate and delicate. You have to let it soak. You have to let it marinate like your chicken. If you ain't seasoning your chicken, bitch, you're doing it fucking wrong. Period. Uh, child, this is a podcast and I try to make myself cry or make y'all cry. So I think I'm going to jump into a different song. Um, one thing doesn't require me to get too deep. And I think that song is everybody. Everybody. Deep in the spark. 
Another year, another Vincent body. No, nigga, you ain't for the new body. I heard that on the radio yesterday. I was gagged. I was literally. Oh, sa- did, my you, God. did you see it on my Snapchat story? I was sat in my man's living room. And kind of still watching your Snapchat story because, like, it'd be so long. It's not even that long. No, sometimes, okay, when I'm not busy, I watch it and I'm like, I start laughing because your stories are hilarious. Yeah, I am literally so funny. You should follow me. Get on. her a show. Please, thank you. Can I get my own podcast off of this, please? Thank you. Okay, anyway. Everybody is such a fun song. Like, the beat is fun, the feature is fun, and it's just all around a high-energy song. In case y'all didn't know, that song is a song... It's all, that song is also a sample, like um, F The Club Up and others I have mentioned. Everybody samples Junior Junior's 2002 song, Move Your Feet. And then F The Club Up samples Waka Flaka Flames' F The Club Up, featuring Pastor Troy, and slim ducking can i say something i thought that everybody sample was a lot older than that i was expecting a lot older than 2002 i thought it was like 1978 or something no, all the time i really thought it was a lot older than that like, it just sounds a lot older yeah that song actually when i played that i was like that sounds like a really it sounds like a really old song yeah it was only 2002 i was two years old literally like that's wow it's crazy without getting too deep into this song i love how nikki turned this into a dance record and it was still a vibe. But, you know, that's what the Queen does. I just want to make a little point. I feel like throughout this album, Miss Minaj has been able to be modest about who she is, but still remind us very clearly that she has been running the game and that, and that, still show, and that shows her power and influence. Like, she be running this shit and these bitches is her sons. Anyway, child, um, I feel like that shows her power and influence. She um she has but also wait huh um yeah it shows her power and influence but it also shows how humble she is and I love that it's um it's like she's throwing shade but she's doing it in a way where it's like uh she's not wait what wait it's like she doesn't it's like she's throwing shade but she's doing it in a way where it's like she's not and I mean. Because that's the thing that's with Onika. That's what makes it effortless. Yeah, that's the thing with Onika. She doesn't make a diss record. She makes a song that is a hit that she disses you on. Like, like No Frauds. No Frauds, that's a hit song. That's I don't need no frauds. Like, that's a I good song. No but it ruined, it ruined a certain woman's career. Like, picture me all dressed in black. They're calling me Miss Mary Mac. Like, come Mary. on now. <laughs> okay, um... Yeah, that's what makes it effortless. Like, she's done it so many times, but she's done it in a way where it still comes across as her being a queen and she's not being messy with it. And can we just give her a round of applause for that? Okay, now, Blessings features um, legendary gospel artist Tasha Cox. And I feel like this song is such a magical song. Like, even the beat to me is so majestic. And I feel like it fits perfectly and resonates with how the song starts. In the first verse, Nikki says, recently became a mama and it thrills me. But music's verse must have been filmed quite a while ago then. Recorded quite a while ago. Yeah, you know some songs just sit in the vault for years. Yeah, like um, Nikki Hendrix was sat in the vault for like six, seven years. Hmm. August, get some songs (laughs) Out of that vault. I'm joking. So I, I want Nikki. She, Nikki, she said she's got three albums oh, of songs in actually, the vault. Let me she has more? She said she's got three albums ready in the vault. That's, I think it was either three albums ready or three albums worth of songs. Miss Minaj, can you please release those first? No, actually, release I'm Big sorry, Barbie. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Miss, you just put out an album and you're going to give us a tour. So let me stop like 
you know, pestering you because you're queen. Like after the tour, after this. the tour, we need Big Barbie. I need Big Barbie. Leave her alone. And the fact she never released regular regular either, like that's actually crazy. Also, release Arctic Tundra. That song slaps. And to me, that whole verse is so beautiful because it feels like becoming a mother has taught her so many things, and she's gained way more out of it than just her beloved Papa Bear. I know that the mothers out there listening to that probably resonated with that. Um, and I mean, I'm not a mother, but I know a lot of people say that when you become a mother, it changes you in an amazing way. So shout out to Nikki and Papa Bear. And, you know, shout out to all the mothers out there, too. Yeah, shout out to all the mothers out there, man. Mom, I don't know how you've done this shit for so many years. Like, I literally did it the other day. Ago, someone was like to me, imagine the age you are now. Your mom had twins. And I was like, shit, like, I can't imagine me having twins at the age I am now. So, mom, shout out to you. I know I piss you off sometimes, but I really do love you, mom. You're amazing. Shout out to my mom, too. So I was a little shit growing up, but it is what it is. Living, you learn. Love you. Wait, what did you say? I said, sorry, I was a little shit growing up, but it is what it is. Taylor was wild. I was wild, but it's over now. Me and my mum were besties. Me and my sister as well. She's literally like my second mum because obviously she's a lot older than me. She's 21 years older than me. She's 40 in a couple of weeks. So happy wow. birthday to Lee. Shout out to Lee, my second mother. My rad or die. I love you, my homegirl, still. We actually need to come, like, link up, like, everyone, like, just, you know, have a girl's day, whatever. We can go to the spa or whatever. I would actually love that. I really need a spa day. I've been really I really out. wish I had a sister, but, you know, I have sisters in spirit. And you know, my little mini me over here. Oh, excuse me. No, because you're 18, I'm 23. And I am not your mini me. I'm my own person. We are nothing. We are similar. No, we're very similar. Like, it's actually crazy. We are similar, but I am but, no, yeah, I'm not no, a mini Taylor, me. Taylor is, Taylor is her own little like person. But yeah. you know, we're, we're kind of similar. Like, you know. I'm grown. I'm an she wants to learn from somebody. I'm joking. Yeah, Nicki Minaj, period. Yeah, that's her mom. I'm sorry. Yeah, I literally, I'm not even joking, you guys. Obviously, you can't see it because we're not recording, but I literally have a Barbie wrist hat. Like, it's a Barbie oh, yeah. on my her wrist tat. I'm like, what? You got a wrist tat? I got it tattooed when I was 17, but um, you don't need to know about that still. Uh, where are we? So we got I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Therefore, it feels like she is referencing Papa Bear, who is her magical blessing, given the title of the song. Additionally to this, I believe that um, this song is this. I feel, I believe that this is a song of gratitude, where at some point it feels like Nikki is having a conversation with God. And thanking him for all that he has done for her. At one point in the song, she talks about how her cup is never empty. Um, and she always has plenty. And in essence, she is saying that her life is always full of blessings. And God always makes sure that she is okay, which is beautiful and true for so many of us. I truly do love when she said um, she saw she saw the blessings come down. I believe it was even more beautiful when she said, when she said a few lines down um, that God never left her and he's always and he always received her. In Tasha's verse, it feels like it feels like she tries to remind us about the importance of God and how he never leaves us, which is so true because when it comes to having a relationship with him, he is always present and never tells us and never tells us not to seek him. But because we are the ones that pull away sometimes, it feels like We've lost our relationship with him, but we really haven't. We just have to learn to seek him again. 
with that being said, I think it's time we get into the last two songs on the Pink Friday. Wait. Before we move on from Blessings, I just want to say this is not the first time Tasha Cobbs and Nikki have collabed. They're oh, I love their album. other song. It's the one which like, I don't need to talk the Lord defending yeah, me. Yeah, I love that song. I watched... The, I watched them all for going really against me. me. Honestly, such that's, a good song. Yeah, that's, I love Honestly, and um, shout out to Blessings. It's still number one on the gospel charts on Billboard. So shout out for that. <coughs> also, shout out to everybody. Remember I think to always praise God. He's amazing. I also think it is number one on the TikTok charts. That's everybody. Like songs went number one. Honestly, this album has broken so many records, you guys. Like Nikki has done her big one. Deep the fact that she the last time she was her album was 2018. I was 11 years old when that album dropped, you guys. I was 18. Now I'm 18. <laughs> I'm 19 this year, big one nine. And now, I mean, she dropped her album, like, was that five years ago? It was five years ago. Five years ago. And then, and she's still breaking charts. You bitches isn't really her sons. Also, Justice for Queen, please. That album was amazing. No, it really was. I feel I like I went Queen. back to listen to it and I was just like, wow, she really ate all I this. love Queen so much. Honestly, being a Barb during the hate train was insanity. I've always been a Barb, yeah. I was fighting for my life. Oh my God. I was 11 years old fighting for my life. I was scared. With that being said, I think it's time we get into the two last songs on the Pink Friday 2 review, which are actually the first songs that she gave us from the album. Last Time I Saw You and Big Difference. Both of these tracks are different in their own way. Quickly... We're going to talk about Super Freaky Girl because we've neglected that song a little bit. Yes, it was... Wait, quickly. Um, like I said previously, that song is a sample and it samples... Was that one that samples Rick James? Yeah, Rick James Super Freak. Yeah, it samples Rick James Super Freak. That song, It Broke Records, it was her first solo number one, which is... Uh, that's literally insane. I think it was 2022, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was her first solo number one. Like, the devil works fucking hard to keep Nikki from getting numbers. Like, like, that's insane. Her first solo number one. But, like, the song, it was a sample. And then there was the Roman remix. And then there was the. I can't remember what the other remix was called, but it was the one with Katie Got Bands, Malibu Mitch, and JT. That's recently gone three times platinum, actually. And Nikki said all the girls who were on that song are getting their plaques. So congratulations to all of them. Bia was on it as well. Shout out to Bia. Like the song, it was a moment. It was given Anaconda. It was given Starships. It was given Superbase. Like it was given. It did what it needed to do. Like she did her big one. With that being said, I think it's time we get into the two last songs on the Pink Friday 2 review which are actually the first songs from the album that Nikki gave us. Last Time I Saw You and Big Difference. Both of these tracks are different in their own way. Last Time I Saw You is the emo- is the more emotional but reflective track where I believe Nikki explores the idea of cherishing every moment with the ones you love. This is such a captivating and powerful message to put across and I love it because um, I feel like a lot of us sometimes are so busy that we forget to cherish the memories that we have. Also, shout out to my sister again. She was playing this song in the car the other day, Big Barbie, period. Um, but also, it's not it. the first two songs from the album. The first song from the album was Super Freaky Girl, technically. I know, but you know, like, she's done it on the, um, like, the video musical ones. She gave us Bam Bam. And yeah, she, she gave us um, Big Difference. Honestly, I watched I watched um, the VMAs live. Yeah, I had, yeah, you watched I had to fight for my life to find somewhere to watch it, like... Being a UK barb is difficult. I, I 
actually hate the UK. Yeah, like there's so many things I can't watch. Plus, this country is depressing. Like, oh, why am I even here? But we're not getting into the politics of the UK right now. If you want that from us, you can request that from us. We'll do a whole episode about that. Trust me. Oh I God. can cuss this sorry good for nothing country out for over three hours, darling. <laughs> Um, I've got smoke. This is such a captivating and powerful message to put across, and I love it because I feel like a lot of us sometimes are so busy that we forget to cherish the memories we have with our loved ones, and then um, when and then and then when they're gone, we can't make any more. A lot of fans speculated that she was referencing and reminiscing about her relationship with her late father. In the introduction of the song, Minaj alludes to the idea that she pushed someone away wanted to communicate with her because she was in a rush through the lines it feels like nikki feels a sense of regret and missed opportunity because she says i wish that hugged you tighter the last time i saw you i believe that this is a very important message to put across and i think that a lot of us need to take the time um take the time to really comprehend what she is saying because um our time on this planet is so short and we often think that it's so long and that's why we need to cherish and appreciate the ones in our life while they are here personally um i don't know about y'all but i feel like i've reflected a lot about my life through this album i know in this song when nikki said maybe i pushed you away because i thought i'd bore you and listen so close but we're so distant those lines really sat with me and um i feel like um i've pushed away a couple of people oh i've pushed a couple of people away um not because I think I bore them, but because I just feel like I need to put myself first and I need my peace. But sometimes I do feel like a sense of regret, like that Minaj talked about in the song. And I think I think about whether I should reach out to them. Anyway, child, I thought I thought that it was only fitting that I get into Big Difference. Um, Big Difference is one of the first songs we heard before Nikki dropped the full body of work. But I thought it just fitted perfectly uh to end with this song because i believe that in this album um she proves yet again why she is and always will be different from the rest and she is definitely different from the rest in a big way she ate every bar up in this song and without getting into each lyric um minaj uh, minaj is in essence saying that she is nothing like nobody and how they all look up to her and i mean her influence and all stuff like that doesn't lie i mean like i said um previously she is literally the imprint and a lot of people have a lot of people have tried um to to use her, a lot of people have tried to use her formula to get success but obviously obviously she's one of one so it, it wasn't going to work and still ain't going to work um now before we wrap up on the pink friday 2 I just want to get into the um, last song on the gag, on the gag remix, which is. Um, I wanted to talk about the beat change up, bro. Okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, say that. There is a beat change up in the middle of Big Difference, and like obviously, when she premiered Big Difference at the VMAs, we only got a minute of the song officially. Like, if you wanted to upload it on like Instagram or something, there was only a minute of the song. And I think there was only, I think that was the same on Spotify as well. But then when the full song released with the album. I was not expecting the beat change. Like when it came, it was like, I just put the rolls up at me. Like I was gagged. Like she's very smart. She's a very, very smart woman. Um, now, before we wrap up on the Pink Friday 2 review, I just want to get into uh, the last song that was on the gag remix, 
which was lovely enough. Before this um, version dropped, I saw Nikki and Keisha Cole and Monica on live. And um, like that was such a funny live. But I was really like in my head, I really hope they're on the album. So when this song dropped, I was like, yay. I feel like this was such a refreshing song to end with. And I love the message that it puts across because uh, I feel like like three powerful women are walking. It's like they're walking us through their lives and they're talking about how um, they've learned to love themselves. And I feel like it's very important to love yourself. And in the song, one of the bars that um, Nikki says, Nikki, Nikki, Nikki spits in a bar was like, the worst drug of all, the addiction to a man. I feel like that's a, such a powerful moment. Some of you need to low-key leave your man, but that's not my problem. That's not my business. But I just feel like um, what Nikki, Keisha, and Monica are referencing in this song is so important. Like, you need to really love yourself. Um, and I feel like this song kind of tells a story of growth um, and how they all learn to love themselves as they've got older. I love how Nikki made... Um, made an made a reference to I Cantina. If you know, then you know that scene in the limo was crazy. I also love in um the song how um how I love um in the song. I think it was Keisha that made this point. She said, "I've been thinking maybe no one needs to save me," and like that is such a strong line because I feel like shout out to Thames. Um, she says something like that in her song, "Not an Angel." I just feel like I don't need saving. Like, I mean, it would be nice to be saved, but it's like I can save myself. Yeah, that's a wrap on the Pink Friday review. And I just wanted to say I really enjoyed doing this because I feel like I I came to um I learned a bit more about Nikki and it made me appreciate her more. Um and made me reflect a bit on my life a bit. So I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I feel like this album surprisingly so eloquently fits the theme that I'm covering in these episodes, which is sampling. This album was the first to reach a billion streams on Spotify. Shout out the Queen. It was also um, not the first ever in no, how no, long? No, like so they said something also about like two decades. I think Pink Friday and Pink Friday Two, and then it. Oh yeah, in the first week that it debuted, it that it sold like two hundred twenty eight thousand units. Which is that like is crazy. without that's with Billboard's interference. By the way, we're on to Billboard. We want our hundred thousand streams back. Hmm. Yeah, there was one. There was one. Anyway, before I get myself sued, we're gonna log off. Yeah. Okay. We've given you a couple stats. So, yeah. Shout out the queen. We love you. And ciao from Gag City. We out. Wait. I was gonna. Oh, wait. Wait. Hold up a second. Why have you done that for? You sound like a fucking pigeon. <laughs> no.